0: Hello, hello. You are listening to Moving Into Light. I'm Lisa Renee, and I'm so grateful that you are here joining me on this journey today. There's so much to talk about today, it's hard to know where to begin, but I want to share something with you that hopefully you will find uplifting. As many of you know, I love to read, and in times of trials or struggles or anything questions, I turn to books. And I tend to turn to books when I'm looking for answers. And this book kind of fell into my lap as so many books do at exactly the right moment, just as I need it. I always know and take note of that kind of synchronicity. I believe it happens in all of our lives. I believe those are our God-given divine moments. And what we do with them is entirely up to us. But I like to recognize those, those moments, those, those times in my life that feel like God reached down and said, here you go, you need this gift. So alongside books, I also listen to podcasts and I tend to reach out to podcasts in a very uh, unique way. I kind of open my podcast app and see what's at the top. And I feel like that has been directly handed to me as what I need for the day. I did that earlier last week and Hay House Radio, which used to be an incredible source of online radio talk shows, turned into Hay House, the podcast. And that was what was at the top of my podcast list. So I opened it up and I started listening. And my podcast time is usually when I get out of the shower and I'm getting getting dressed for the day. And Reed, who for a long time was the accountant and worked his way up through the company with Louise Hay, was interviewing um a man that I'd never heard of before. His name is Steve Leader. And um I quickly did some Google searches and started reading up on him. But he has a new book out and I downloaded the book and it's that book that I want to share with you today because I found myself wanting to highlight every other sentence. I felt like every other sentence was simply a a nugget of information that I needed right now, today, last week, next week. Um, It's full of those kind of tidbits of information, the sentences that really stick with you. so Steve Leader is a rabbi here in the United States, in LA. Um, he works with three different campuses, over twenty four hundred families, and his 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 reach is extensive. And he has written three different books. I'm not going to go through his an entire history with you. I've been doing some research though, just to see, you know. Why am I so compelled to, to study him, to read his books, to hear him out? He's He's got a history of, of comforting people, of offering them what they need. He has written three books. I want to give you those titles. I'll put them in the show notes as well. The Extraordinary Nature of Ordinary Things. His second book was More Money Than God, Living a Rich Life Without Losing Your Soul. And the third book, which is the book I downloaded and have been totally enamored with, is more beautiful than before, how suffering transforms us. Um, As a Jewish rabbi, he explains in the interview on the Hay House podcast all about how he has spent so many years in his career comforting people, whether they have lost a loved one, or they have been diagnosed with cancer, or they have... You know, had some traumatic experience occur in their life, that is part of his job as a rabbi is providing comfort and seeing how people can transform their suffering. So this book, More Beautiful Than Before, is really about that topic and it's how suffering can transform us. And he goes through his own story of a, an injury in his back and surgery and recovery that Uh, so many of us can relate to, um, especially if we take it beyond just a physical surgery, because right now a lot of us are suffering. And I believe that the, the suffering we're going through right now is meant to transform us. I've talked the past few podcasts about how this current situation on the planet is, is here to transform us, to help us walk into our new normal. um, This book is divided into three parts. And the first part of this is titled, When You Must, You Can. And five simple words, when you must, you can, resonated with me. Because, and I'm sure many of you can relate to this, we're in a time right now where there are things that we are tired of doing or we don't want to do any longer, but we have to. When you must, you can. And he goes on to to talk about where those five words came from and and how they became part of his work with his, you know, his congregation. Um, and it's powerful stuff. And I believe the same thing. When we must, we can. And I'm I'm sure you can relate right now. Anyway, as I was reading through, there were were so many things that I just wanted to highlight. Um, But he used the term catastrophizing, and I had never heard the word catastrophizing. Um, Think a catastrophe and prophesizing kind of put together. But I want to share this quote with you. Catastrophizing. Catastrophizing is a terrible waste of physical, psychic, and spiritual strength when we need it the most. And believe me, one way or another, whatever outcome you are imagining will be wrong in any case. That's on page 10. And catastrophizing is what so many of us do right now as we are listening to the news and we project into the future, whether it's a month or a week or even tomorrow, we are looking at facts and then we're letting our mind just go. And it doesn't do us a service. In fact, it does us a great disservice. Um, It is a documented fact that catastrophizing is a greater predictor of decreased quality of life than pain intensity alone. Which means our thoughts... Our mental thoughts really play a huge role in our joy and our happiness and our wellness. And if you want an increased quality of life, you've got to be paying attention to your thoughts. Esther and Jerry Hicks, your thoughts create things, choose the good ones. Um, so many things about manifestation stem from our thoughts so this whole idea of catastrophizing and it being such a waste of time I agree with that and if we can all find that switch where we can just hit the off button before we get too deep into the negativity or the fear that's a huge service that we do ourselves so something to think about um I Want to take a moment now and just invite you all to take a nice deep breath. Blow all the air out. Let it all go. Let your shoulders come down. Let your body relax. Take a nice deep breath in through your nose. Let your lungs expand. This may be the biggest breath, the deepest breath you've taken all day. And then sigh it out. Actually make some noise let your shoulders relax tune into your breath because our breath is a constant but deep breaths that's not always a constant we tend to hold our breath or we tend to breathe shallow so he writes in the introduction these few sentences, pain cracks us open, it breaks us. But in the breaking, there is a new kind of wholeness that emerges. Does that resonate with you? Pain cracks us open, it breaks us. How many of you are in pain right now, are suffering? How many of you are so worried about something that life fears feels painful but it's in the breaking that there's a new kind of wholeness that emerges and I believe we are all emerging or will be emerging in a new form you know you come back to the the cocoon and the butterfly and the way a butterfly emerges versus the way it started out in that cocoon that's us Courage is not having the strength to go on. It is going on when you don't have the strength. And I love that quote. Um, there are just so many points in this book that I I listen to and I think this is exactly what I needed to hear exactly when I needed to hear it. And so I'm sharing them with you. I believe that we all have a lot um, to carry right now but the, pr- the pain we if we know going into it that the pain will crack us open that it will break us but we will also emerge with a new kind of wholeness I think that can help us it can help us all right now because we're all suffering we're all you know focused on just getting through and, and getting to the other side of this um, of this virus but we're gonna get there. I wanna share something else with you. And I think this pretty much sums it up. Every one of us sooner or later walks through hell, the hell of being hurt, the hell of hurting another The hell of cancer, the hell of a reluctant thunking shovel full of earth upon the casket of someone we deeply loved, the hell of divorce, of a kid in trouble, of Alzheimer's, of addiction, of stress, of aging, of knowing that this year, like any year, may be our last. We all walk through hell. And this is the point that I love. The point is to not come out empty-handed. The point is to make your life worthy of your suffering. We all walk through hell. The point is to not come out empty-handed. The point is to make your life worthy of your suffering. To me, and in my mind, it says I'm quarantined and I want to come out of this quarantine learning some new things. I want to come out a new person. I want to emerge better than I was when I went into quarantine. I don't want to come out depleted and exhausted and fearful and traumatized. And that's not what I want for myself. It's not what I want for my life. I want to come out on the other side stronger and healthier and comfortable in the knowledge that I've been through deep trauma but I'm okay on the other side and I think that is that's huge if we're going to go through hell we want to come out of it not empty-handed hope that resonates with you. I just have read this book. I'm not into the third section yet. Um, but I just feel like every single quote, every other sentence speaks to me right now with where I am. Um, I want to read one more quote to you and then I want to kind of move to a different topic. But pain is an invitation to change the depth of conversation. Face pain's truth, pour it out to God or to the people you love. Reach out to the people you love and who love you. Tell them, trust them. They will hold your hand and raise you from your suffering. You can't do this alone. You cannot do it alone. It's too difficult, it's too big, it's too huge. But this that we are going through right now, this shift this painful process, it's an invitation for us to change the way we do things. It's an invitation to open ourselves up to our friends, to our family members, to share, to talk, to maybe it's for you to write. Maybe it goes deeper than that for you. Maybe it's time to really get in touch with yourself, to change the conversation that you have with yourself. So all of this leads me to want to share with you the idea of really getting in touch with our emotional state. I believe that we are all grieving right now because we are grieving the loss of what once was. A lot of us right now are looking and thinking, gosh, if only we could have it be the way it was three months ago. That's grief and we have to accept grief. We have to we have to name it. We have to recognize that we're grieving the loss of the way our lives once were. We need to to, to talk about that. We need to share this. We need to really be in touch with these emotions. And so one thing that has really resonated with me the past few weeks has been the, the idea of processing emotions and I'm going to put this this list of things in the show notes too so you have it concrete in front of you but processing emotions it is definitely a step-by-step process number one is just to notice it to pay attention to the emotions as they come up you know if you're feeling out of sorts nothing feels right what is the emotion can you Can you name it? And actually number two is name it. State what you feel. I am sad. I am lonely. I am mad. I'm trying to teach my two and a half year old toddler right now. You can say I am mad. You can name it. Name the emotion. Number three in this step is to actually feel it. Stay with the feeling even if it's hard. Don't shove it down. Don't ignore it. If you are feeling isolated and lonely, be okay with feeling isolated and lonely right now, but feel it. Recognize it and feel it. Notice what it feels like in your body. Notice where you feel it in your own body. This is how our emotions create disease is when we shove them down and we don't acknowledge them, we don't pay attention to them. Even when it's uncomfortable to feel the emotion, I want you to stick with it. Number four, relax into it. Take a few deep breaths and notice if the feeling changes or if it shifts at all. But relax into it. Be okay. Be comfortable with feeling whatever it is you're feeling. Whatever that emotion is, don't judge your experience. So if you wanna go deeper into those emotions, you could journal it, you could write what you're feeling, you can embody those emotions. You can move your body, dance, dance it out, do some yoga, go on a run, walk. A lot of times those kinds of physical movements will help process the energy that's in your body. So number one, notice it. Pay attention to your emotions. Number two, name them. State what you feel in a sentence. I am mad, I am sad, I am lonely, I am frustrated. Number three, feel it. Stay with the feeling even if it's hard. And notice what it feels like in your body. Be okay with it being an uncomfortable process to feel the emotions. And number four, relax into it. Take a few deep breaths and reevaluate. See if you feel any shifting. And please, please, please don't judge your experiences. These are emotions. Don't judge them. And then if you need to go deeper, journal it, write it, embody it, move your body, dance, do yoga, run, walk, allow your body to process. There's something really positive about processing your emotions because here's the thing. If you don't process your emotions... the anxiety levels in your body will greatly increase. And this comes back to the idea of catastrophizing. Don't catastrophize. Don't take a fact and say, allow it to steamroll into something so much bigger. It's a waste of your physical energy, your psychic energy, your spiritual strength. And those are the qualities you need most right now. You need your physical strength. You need your psychic strength. You need your spirituality all intact. So if you are feeling those high levels of anxiety, make sure you can name the emotion and reach out. Reach out for help. There is a point in this book where a couple... Um, had lost a baby and there was kind of a call to action moment where people really needed to step up and the father said the worst has already happened to me I am no longer afraid of anything that was courage born of great pain and it was victory won through loss but it was definitely courage it was definitely victory Maybe you're feeling like that right now. You're feeling like the worst has already happened, so you no longer are afraid of anything. That's okay, because it's courage, born of great pain. So there's just so much right now floating around emotionally, mentally, physically for all of us. And I want you to be able to listen to this podcast and feel uplifted and have some things that you can take away. And I think the biggest thing that I want you to take away from today is that there are books out there that people are writing these books and channeling information and sharing it with the public, and those books can really truly help. This book by Steve Leader is one of those. <clears throat> I believe that, you know, when we need help, we need to find help. And so I, I love the title more, more beautiful than before, how suffering transforms us. I would love to meet him one day just to have a conversation. Um, reading through this book makes you want to read through the, the other two and, and to really pick his brain about suffering and how it really, truly transforms us because that's what this book is all about. And I'm sure there's so much more that he's seen that, that isn't in the book, um, But we all have things that we can share in times of, you know, struggle, in times of trials. I think asking how we can be the helper. What do we have to offer our family, our friends? How can we be of service? Those are things that take us out of our own fear and out of our own ego. And they allow us to be the helpers. And we know we're here to love and to help and to be of service. So in the show notes today, I'm going to put his book titles. um, And I'm going to also leave you those steps to processing emotions. I've worked with enough clients now that I see the direct correlation between not processing emotions and disease or physical illness. And I don't want that for any of you. So I want you to really pay attention to your emotional state and really work on processing emotions right now. Ask yourself, what am I feeling? And name it and feel it. I hope you are having a good week. I know it's been a hard week. There was a meme out that said this is March 97th. March has been a long month. Um, and we're all feeling that right now, but April's a new month and we are being called to live in faith, living in faith, living with faith in the future and in ourselves, just one hour at a time. We don't have to look toward tomorrow. Even we can just look for the next hour, plan for the next hour, one hour at a time. So I think that's my hope for you today. My wish for you is that you can live with faith. Um, Faith for the future and faith in yourself just one hour at a time. Stay the course. Stay home. Stay safe. Reach out when you need to. Know that I'm sending you many blessings and much love from Charleston. If you are interested in working with me or seeing how I work with clients, go ahead and visit my website, www.lisa-renee.com. Follow me on social media and let's connect. I'd love to help you do some of this work and lift you up so that you're not feeling like you're doing it alone. Have a great day. Many blessings and much love.